the girl of your dreams Cause I've been rocking and dodging the beat of love Baby, I'm not the one for you I'm not in your own cause you know my truth But I know just what to do for you Welcome to my sister circle. I'm your host, Coach D, and to my left is my beautiful co-host, O. Hi, everybody. Hey, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I am so. I'm so good. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's a great <laughs> day. Okay. Sorry, guys, that we are late. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um. <clears throat> so, guys, I know. Let me just go ahead and and just go ahead and tell you guys. I know you guys were um definitely waiting for mr stokely williams to uh be the guest the guest of for today's show mm -hmm. but his flight was delayed so we are going to have to reschedule that interview it's okay um it'll get rescheduled you know we'll do yeah. our best to get it rescheduled um his, his team sent that message over so we are we just gonna you know press forward yeah, and delayed flights suck for everybody. So, mm -hmm. Mr. Stokely, I'm so sorry that you are on a delayed flight because that is the worst. Make it to your destination safe. Right? So, we'll see you see. next time, Mr. Stokely. All right. So, we are going to move on. So, I hope you guys still tune in. I hope you guys wasn't just tuning in because Mr. Pretty Brown Eyes himself was going to be on the show. But I hope you guys are tuning in because it's my sister's circle. Yes. Because it's me and O and it's our day. It's our mm -hmm. Thursday that we love to come on and talk about different things with you guys so how was your week i am so thankful that today is thursday and tomorrow is friday i could like do the cabbage patch not the cabbage patch. the old school i'm so happy i am it's start my work week starts yes on fridays so this is a seven day work week for mm -hmm. me but I, I can i can bear it you can bear it i can bear it so yeah, mine start in the in the morning at okay. four a.m. So when you just told me that, did you see how I looked at you? Like what? And your pretty brown eyes are popping today. Hey, what if he would? Hey, no. <laughs> All right, so guys, you getting some? You getting some texts over there? Some hot texts over there? Nothing important. Moving All on. Right, moving on. <laughs> All right, guys, so our topic today is um, overcoming self-sabotaging. We're going to talk about that. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about what do you do in situations that happens that occur um, like this? You know, when adversity comes or when challenging situation comes, um, what do you do in those situations? How do you be in prompt? Mm -hmm. How do you move, move forward when things didn't go the way that you planned? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a few things today. Mm -hmm. um, because we did have a total different show for you guys today. So we this happens to us very often, not canceled celebrities, but this happens to us often where shows don't go as planned. Mm -hmm. And we have to just jump on here and just do what we do. Which is talking. I think we're both skilled at that. I think so, too. We do well. I think so, too. So I'm going to look at the comments and whatever you guys want to talk about today. You want to add to the topic. Um, you guys can jump on here and talk about that as well, and we'll got, we'll touch bases on that. So the first thing we want you guys to do is like, share, and invite. 
Um, invite your friends, invite your family, share it to groups, do all of those things that you uh, love to do, that you guys do for us every week. Charlie is uh, producing our show from where Charlie is. I'm not, yeah, Charlie is where Charlie is. Charlie can produce our show from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And me and O are here together. We decided to be together today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anywhere in the world, Charlie can produce our show. So if you guys are looking for a podcast home or a talk show home, make sure that you inbox me um, or O so that we can get that information over to you for Charlie. Um, and he'll get you guys set up. So if that's something you're interested in, um, it is a Christian network, but it's not an ordinary Christian network, um, if that makes sense. If you're interested and you want to, listen, jump on board with this family, definitely reach out to us. So we are going to move on to our Sister of the Week. Yeah. And what I want you to do first, Charlie, is play our Sister of the Week's commercial. Our sister of the week is Miss K Ready. I love Miss K Ready. K is a amazing, genuine, spirited person. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing K for a few years now through church, um, and I, I have to say, K is an amazing, amazing woman. Her spirit is always genuine. <clears throat> Kay is actually a real estate um, expert. She is a real estate agent. She's a real estate owner. She is uh, the owner of Ready Real Estate Experts, brokered by Fathom Realty. She is just an amazing person. I love to see um, everything that she has been doing with women, um, where she is teaching women how to uh be, be, you know, be just these amazing people in real estate and how to get moved forward in real estate. I just see as she's very passionate about the real estate world. And I think that that's amazing um, just to see everything that she's doing, everything that um, I remember just seeing her from the beginning, um, just the, when I first met her a few years ago, just seeing that process to now. And I just think that she's an amazing person. Um, like I said, her spirit is just so amazing, and I see how she celebrates the women that she's connected to all the time. And for me, that effective sisterhood, celebrating other women, is just is is what we're about. So I couldn't pass up the opportunity to make sure that she was crowned Sister of the Week. So congratulations, Kay! I appreciate you. I celebrate you um, the same way that you celebrate the other women. Um, if you guys are looking. Right, if you guys are looking for any real estate property, if you're looking for to buy a home, if you're looking for to buy a, a commercial building, to buy some uh, your business properties or anything, definitely reach out to her. All her social media handles will come across the screen or be on our page. And then I'm going to actually have our producer play her commercial. Commercial, Charlie. All right. That's okay. <laughs> he's getting the commercial and he's getting it play. So it's an amazing commercial. I'm not sure who produced it. Her son may have produced the commercial. Mm. I'm not really sure, though, because it is an amazing commercial. Um, so 
the the time that I've um you, you don't know where it is, Charlie? Oh, you guys see what I mean? We just have to go <laughs> with the flow. Some days are just going with the flow. I promise you. So that's so off. Yeah. Let's chat. Let's chat. <laughs> so self-sabotaging. What's the what's so sabotaging? What's what's our definition of our topic? The definition of sabotage is to intentionally destruct. Intentionally destruct. That's the abbreviated version. Okay, don't quote me on the entire oh, definition, listen. but it's an, to intentionally, an intentionally destroy self. or self-destruct. Okay. Yes. So self-sabotaging to intentionally self-destruct. Um, overcoming self-sabotaging is a process within itself. Mm -hmm. And a difficult one. And a difficult one. So we're going to come back to the topic once we play this amazing commercial. This show is going to be very interesting. Yes. Go ahead. Hi, Go ahead, my Trey. name is Kay Reddy. I am the state broker at Fathom Realty, Michigan. As a professional, not only do I focus on selling homes, but I create an unforgettable experience for my clients. Have you considered selling your home? Here is why now is the perfect time to do so. The market is at an all-time high and your home may be worth more than you believe. But it doesn't stop there. You may be an investor or considering purchasing a home. Give me a call today for your free home evaluation. I can handle all of your real estate needs. procrastination people who self-sabotage often procrastinate mm -hmm. let's talk about that uh, I think I think it comes into play like because maybe sometimes people are not motivated or don't know how to get motivated mm -hmm. so they end up lagging and taking their time and then by you being lax and taking your time um, you can sabotage yourself and not accomplish the, thing, the things that you're trying to accomplish Okay, so do you think fear has something to do with that? Absolutely. Okay. What else? What What else? Would I think be some it's root fear. Things? I think it's complacency. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, being in a place of like comfortability, you're like, well, you know, maybe it's a business venture, and you're like, well, I kind of want to start the business, but I mean, I'm doing okay financially, and I mean, I'll write that business plan later. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about, mm -hmm. um, I'll come back to it, but. Don't don't let me forget okay. that I wanted to talk about something particular when it came to self-sabotaging. Mm -hmm. um, but let's also then go to perfectionism. Mm. Self-sabotaging during perfectionism. Holding oneself to an impossible standard will cause delays and setbacks. Mm. 
Not only that, but I mean, you know, I got to always come from the mental place. Mm -hmm. That is very mentally draining. It is. We are not created to be perfect in any aspect of our lives. Um, so and you can sabotage yourself by thinking that everything. I think you can strive for things to work harmoniously, but I think the word perfect is something we should take out of our vocabulary. So we should strive for excellence. Strive for not excellence, perfection. not perfection. Absolutely. I love that. Yep. Strive yeah. for excellence, mm -hmm. not perfection. Not perfection. Um, that was something that for me, I had to, I definitely had to work on. Yes. Um, everything had to be just in my eyes so perfect, even when it came to the show. Yeah. Like this mm -hmm. last year, this, this whole, we got that. Oh gosh, this would have <laughs> took me to, I've been in the studio sweating and y'all can attest to that. Yeah. Um, the, and everybody would always say, but you do so well. Nobody would have never known. Y'all don't understand. Nobody that knows. would bring some, so much anxiety to me mm -hmm. because it was like, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be this. When I think I even said on a show that, you know, I had to start saying, okay, although I know that this, I want it done in excellence, mm -hmm. I have to be okay with things being out of place sometimes mm -hmm. and just going in a flow. Yeah. Um, and that was hard for me. So that was a place for me, um, not everything, not aligning in this perfect way that I visioned it to be. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that I had to work on. Yeah, definitely. I think things done in excellence could come in a different form. And I don't think it's always maybe how something starts, but how something kind of molds itself and comes together. So mm -hmm. our idea of excellence or perfection, which I really hate the word perfect, I think it can transcend into something different and can mold itself to something different. And the end product or result is, you know, is yeah. excellence. Okay. So self-medication. Ooh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Do you know half of our population self-medicates? Dang, half? Yes. Actually, uh, to segue into that, there's a huge epidemic right now with people abusing a particular drug. I'm not going to say what it is because I, I don't want anybody to go in search of it if you have having a tough time, okay? <clears throat> um, but half of our society, more than half of our society self-medicates, and that can come in many different forms. And it's not just drug-based. Mm. Self-medicating... Some of the things we talked about last week, actually. Yeah, self-medicating can be you know, abusive, sexual fulfillment, mm -hmm. um, narcotics, shopping, eating, eat, overeating, overindulgence. There's lots of things you can do to self-medicate. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. All right. And so the thing that I really wanted to talk to you about, mm -hmm. um, I said, I can't, I can't forget to bring this up. And I knew that during the interview process of Mr. Selfley that we would not have much time. Okay. But I really wanted to bring up, because we don't talk about it, mm -hmm. is self-sabotaging your healing process. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. All I can say that is That actually so. gave me a little. Yeah. Self-sabotaging your healing process. Mm. Let's talk about it. I, right. One more Char time. Charlie Ooh. is like, ooh. Yeah. I don't think people understand how vital the healing process is after a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I only thing I can do is use myself as, as an example. I won't say what the situation was because that's not relevant, but I think it's imperative for everybody to take a moment to be quiet after something happens. I'm not saying stop your life, but I'm definitely saying take a moment to reflect. I think when you emotionally bypass what you've been through and think that, okay, well, this situation happened and I can just jump right back out there um, and start over again. Half of that to me says um, that's a healthy mindset. The other half to me says you're overcompensating for pain that you're not ready to identify with. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have to jump knee deep into what bothered you or what hurt you. But I think by like, over like you know overdriving like that the necessary steps of healing you're almost ignoring it like you're ignoring the fact that something happened you're not taking an opportunity to acknowledge it i'm not saying be sad and be depressed but there's to me there's no way to fully be healed from something unless you acknowledge it and you take necessary steps to make yourself better and to acknowledge the situation that happened and a lot of times I think that um, what happens in self-sabotaging your healing process is that let's talk about, let's let's go into relationship form, okay. um, romantic, friendship, mm -hmm. whatever the relationship, um, parental, mm -hmm. whatever the relationship is. Um, but let's go into that. And a lot of times what we do is we stay in a place. Um, we think we come out of the place, but yeah. and we say we come out of the place, but we do things that are familiar mm -hmm. to the place, right? right? So we go back and we, you know, read Texas. We go back and we we continue to follow those family members, and we continue to follow the person mm -hmm. in that relationship, or we continue to dwell on things that's from the past, or that's the toxic areas that were. You know, mm -hmm. that caused the, the separation in the first place. Yeah. And we we, we we like the, even if you, you haven't identified it yet, a lot of us like the pain of that. Yes. Because it makes you feel closer to the situation. Mm -hmm. Even though you're saying you're pulling away, mm -hmm. it makes you feel closer to the person or to the loved one or to the situation. And so you begin to self-sabotage your healing process yeah. because just like O said, you begin to skip over the things that you're supposed to, the process. Mm -hmm. So you begin to go from one to six, one back to one, okay? Because mm -hmm. now you go back to ground zero. Then you go to one to four, and then you go to one to eight. And what you do is you skip over the necessary steps that you're supposed to take. And those things are sometimes crying. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, it's identifying what hurts you or the yeah. things that hurt you in that situation, in that relationship, in that parentalship, in that friendship, mm -hmm. those things that actually hurt you. And then not going back to those things, not accepting those things from somebody else and like oh, said, not jumping back into something. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times, those things help help us or hurt us, mm -hmm. okay? And that's why we self-sabotage our healing process yeah. because we don't give ourselves a chance. The whole, um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm guilty of even um, stalking my, you know, stalking a, the, the, and I, I'm using the word stalking because I honestly, that's what it ends it's up being, work. okay? Yeah, stalking true. the person um, secretly, you know, looking at mm. things, looking into their lives and, 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 you know, things like that. And you, you kind of, you, you really sabotage your healing process by doing that. You stop your yeah. healing process. 
it's yielded at that point because you can't move on if these are the things that you're doing because now you're becoming you're pouring toxic into your own healing process Mm -hmm. i think for me when if i have a situation with someone um if especially if it's in a romantic correlation my first initial thought process is i need to completely and this is going to sound like such an overly dramatic word but that's who I am, um, is to completely eradicate that person oh, yeah. from my memory. You have to. That means um, I'm a firm believer in you being blocked and being blessed. I don't care how petty or immature you think that is. That is part of my healing process. Mm-hmm. I am not looking at you. I'm not reading your statuses. You definitely are not saved in my phone. You are blocked in every sense of the word. And I don't even care if it was an amicable split Mm -hmm. in order for Orion to come to a place of peace. I have to let you completely dissipate into the blue lagoon until I am ready for you to reemerge. And sometimes that never even happens because once I am, once I get to a place where I'm on the path of healing from whatever it is you did to me, or maybe whatever we did to each other, there is no need for me to go back. And this is how I think of it self-sabotaging when you go back and you look at a person say for instance facebook we use facebook all day every day instagram TikTok, whatever why am i intentionally going to re-slice my wound Mm -hmm. open so say you go to a surgeon and they're like that arm is broke Mm -hmm. that arm is broke it's got to go in a sling and you're like okay doc no problem i'm gonna put it in the sling then two days later, you know that arm is broke, but you take the sling off and you start wailing it all around. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that to yourself? Mm-hmm. If I know that you've inflicted pain on me, I am not getting ready to slice my wound back open and go and look at your pictures and be like, oh my God, I, I loved his face. Who cares about your face? But people do it all the time. And and, and, yeah. and sometimes not even in those ways. Of, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this. Sometimes in such a, in bitter, in a bitter way. Yeah. But again, um, in an why angry do way. that to yourself? That like, that is the craziest thing to me that we do to each other, to ourselves, not mm-hmm. each other, because no one's forcing you to log into Facebook and look at somebody. That's your own individual Absolutely. desire. Stop it. All I can say is stop it. Stop torturing yourself. Just stop it. And then one more thing that we we're not gonna. I'm, you, you guys might not like it, mm. but one more thing about that is the statuses it's the statuses Mm. it's the making the toxic statuses that (laughs) what you doing what you over there doing it's the making this it's the making the toxic statuses about the situation about the individual about the relationship um about the friendship it's making those toxic statuses because what you're doing is in your mind you're saying it makes me feel good to to share this post it makes me feel good to write this post, okay? But no, it's it, it's really it it's really in hindsight, it's it's actually toxic. It, it makes you look passive aggressive. It makes it you look does. immature, and it makes you look like you are not capable of formulating your feelings and addressing the person head on. We're not addressing. We're not addressing. Just letting. Just go. letting it go. And I under we we're humans, right? We circumvent our frustrations in a plethora of different ways. But there is nothing I hate more than a passive aggressive post. If you really feel that way, like if you feel froggy, leap. 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong. And I think that's something that we do in society. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to a person that it is a new situation that's hurt you and saying, Dewana, that conversation that we had, it really did something to me. Can we talk about it? Or I feel like this. I think if more people took that approach into adjusting and confronting their hurt, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have all of these weird, awkward situations. Yeah. Be able, confrontation is healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And avoiding it, it is not good for your soul or mental or anything like that. Have the uncomfortable conversation. I can speak on it um, in that way because I've, I've, I've had situations where I've, um, it made me, I, I wanted to write it out. Mm -hmm. So Facebook was an outlet and I wrote it out. Or I shared something that had something to do with that situation yeah. or um, that relationship that I, you know, and I shared it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that all the, that it's, you do it once or twice and it's, yeah. it's, it's the consistency it's of perpetual. that. perpetual. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can never heal. Like, that's not going to help you heal. Mm -mm. That's not going to help you heal. That's not a part of the healing process whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So those things are some self-sabotaging things. And how to overcome that is what O said. You have to be able to confront the situation. You don't always have to confront the individual, okay? But you have to confront your feelings about it, mm -hmm. okay? And a lot of times it's hard for us to let go of something that hurt us so bad. It is. It is so hard for us to let go of something or someone that hurt us so bad. Um, and that, and honestly, that is, ooh, it's painful. That's why I always say the healing process is a totally different thing. Hmm. People don't talk about the healing process. You talk about um, grieving. You talk about pain. You talk, yeah. but you people don't talk about, and especially you don't learn the healing process at church. No. They don't talk about the actual healing process when I'm hurt, when I'm hurting. We're and taught the process. to be long suffering, and to I, suffer, to suffer. But you know what, though, my, I'm telling. I don't know how many times I've said this. I will die saying this. The main objective in life. I don't know about anybody else's life, but the main objective in my life is freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom from things that weigh me down. Freedom from negative thoughts. Freedom from bondage and bondage is sabotage those things sabotage is bondage those two things go hand in hand with each other so it's like why i'm not an advocate of holding myself down when i know that i want to fly right we got some comments somebody said um that it's hard yeah uh, we have someone that said it's childish and then we have a good comment that says humans are naturally curious some will look to see if they're um, the ex is doing better without them. And if they aren't, the person is pleased and justifies their need to stalk search posts. Then I have another comment that says it's a natural reaction. Then I have another one that says I felt more comfortable in reconciling feelings toward relationships that ended on my terms than ended on theirs. Mm. That's a good one. That's and real. then I have another one that says it's painful. Um, I want to go back to the humans are naturally curious. Yeah, we are. We are, and and but but it's still it, it doesn't it doesn't deflect that it's still self sabotage. Yeah. It is it we are definitely naturally curious, and we do want to go see. And not everybody do it. No, but most people, you know, a lot of people. Well, let's not say most, because a oh, lot a lot of people do. I do just that. don't. I really just don't give a hoot. I know, but I don't care if Bobby is dating Christina. I understand. I don't. 
I truly, and I get it. Be blessed. And I get it. And I get it. But when me, I remember when me and my husband broke up. Yeah. Okay. Before he became my husband. Okay. Baby. <laughs> you were like, scroll, scroll. It was bad. And I, and I, and I had no peace. Mm-hmm. It was not peaceful at all. It was, it was hurtful. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was, it's not an okay place. It's not an okay place. And it's, and it's really toxic. It's a really toxic space to be in. Yeah. And so it happened and it was something that I had to, um, it was a growing thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a me coming to a place where, you know what? I just, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and then it was some other things, you know, that it was just like, yeah, pretty much I just got to an age just like, you know what? I guess it really just depends on what role I played in it. So I don't think that it's a his fault, her fault type of thing. I can hold myself accountable for what I did. But if I genuinely know that I treated you like Girl, gold. Girl, that's that part. Okay, if I know that I treated you like mm-hmm. gold, please know not only am I blocking you, blessing you, I'm going to sleep good at night when we're done talking to because I, I'm not, I'm, you're not disrupting my peace. The healing process at church, Duana, you touched on a topic that is very relevant. And then I have something that somebody else says, but sometimes I may see a post I like, and I may not be dealing with that situation during that time, but I can relate to it. Mm. I post it. So dealing with it and relate to it. Tell me that I don't, I don't know the, the difference. difference. Tell me the difference of dealing with it and re- and relating to it. So once you tell me that difference, I'll be able to touch bases on that. I'll touch touch on that topic because I don't. Yeah. Do you know the difference? And I'm not. I, I I'm, know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, being, I'm, I'm just. No, I'm confused by it. Okay. So clear. So clarify that for us, mm-hmm. and then we'll go ahead and touch on that. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Questions to ask yourself: If you think you self sabotage, ask yourself: Is your behavior aligning with your goals? Mm. If not, what is stopping you from taking action to make your dreams come or what make or or what's stopping you from healing? Is your behavior aligning with the values that you currently believe? If not, what is stopping you from taking actions that align with these values? Do you feel uneasiness or discomfort when you progress? That is a really good one. Mm get a little scared that is a really good one because sometimes elevation brings it 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 brings fear to some people yeah like some anxiety Um, it does Mm -hmm. because you've never been in that space before yeah you've never been in that elevation space before Mm -hmm. um succeeding may be something that some family members have never done yes and you don't want them to feel any kind of way so you you kind of stop yourself from being who you are mm, because you, you you make yourself small mm-hmm. to make them to let to them dumb be bigger. Down, yeah. oh yeah you dumb me down yourself mm-hmm. to make them feel on top of the world yeah okay um and then it could also be um oh that's a that's a really good one um progressing brings on bigger responsibilities Absolutely. Elevation brings on bigger, bigger responsibilities. So those could be some things. Yeah. All right. You want to touch on that or you want to keep going? We can keep going. All right. Yeah. Is this discomfort based on what others told you that limited your aspirations? Is this discomfort based on a fear or a failure and worry about looking foolish? 
Is this unease based on a fear of success? Are you concerned with achieving more than you thought possible? And if you do better or achieve more, do you believe success is more than you deserve? Woo. Oh, yeah. That's called the imposter syndrome. Mm. Where you are in the place of doing great things and you don't feel like you deserve to be there. Imposter syndrome is debilitating. Mm. Yeah. I, re I remember reading about imposter syndrome um, a couple years ago, reading about imposter syndrome. Sometimes I have to do these homework assignments that I just be like, why do I have to do these homework assignments? But now I understand yeah. a lot of times why I have to do these assignments. Mm -hmm. um, so did you want to touch on anything? Because I was actually, we're going to go back to John's comment about touching on the topic of the healing process at church, which I really don't know what to really say about it because I don't know why it's a topic that's, or it's something that's not um, dealt with um, at church. Like, why is that not a thing of teaching us the heal? What, what is the healing process steps? You know, what are you going to go through? What are you going to feel? Yeah. What is, what is number one? Like we, you can tell me about the, the, the seven, stages of grief or some people say mm -hmm. five stages of grief but can you tell me about the healing process and maybe i'll just do my own research as being a coach you know we have to make sure that we're on top of all those things so maybe right. i'll just have my own information but i'm just talking about coming from a church or christianity standpoint why isn't that something that's dealt with in the church or do you guys know or do pastors know do ministers know i mean do we know i think there's lots of topics that this being one of them, that churches could start to really sit down. And it, it maybe doesn't even have to be like a Sunday morning thing, or it could be, I think it could be a Bible study thing. So many people are trying to understand <clears throat> their hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think that, Ooh, that's good. you know, instead of like kind of passing through it and just being like, you know, does God heal everything? Yes, he does. But there's also work that we have to do as individuals to get to a place of wholeness. Um, you can, I don't think it's fair to put all of the, yes, and I hear everybody, you cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. I know that. Mm -hmm. But God also expects us to be a helper. God helps those that help themselves. And in helping yourself, it's identifying with what the problem is and taking the necessary steps to heal your hurt and God needing you at that. That's bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. You're coming here. God's coming here and we're going to cross it together. Um, but I think a lot of the times maybe churches and I'm not saying anything bad, you know, about a, a church or anything, but I think a lot of churches just automatically assume that the message that's going forward is that God will heal all of that. And he does, but I think it's imperative to educate people on how to cope absolutely you have to give people because the tools to cope i know of i know people that say they just don't understand yeah i just don't understand this healing process i just mm -hmm. don't understand why this has happened yeah i just so i i definitely think and i'm not saying that every pastor or every minister is going to know the answers to this right. themselves i don't know the answer right okay? and so i i just think that this is something um, that we really have to focus in on because I, I tell you the healing process is really different It's not it's, it's like actually it's like no other that I've experienced and I've experienced a few situations that I had to heal from and it hurt I mean the, the process of it. It was just some days unbearable mm 
some days yeah. it will, it felt unbearable. It's to me, it is the not sleeping, oh, not eating. It's the whole thing. It's that pit in your stomach that just feels it's sinking, it's consuming. I remember going through the healing process with a particular issue. And I think I told you, I said, I honestly feel like I am losing my mind mm -hmm. because there's so many questions that you need answers to and you just don't know where to pull them from. And you're searching. I got to pass for that. Um, okay. So the healing process steps are mental, physical, and spiritual. In mm -hmm. church, it is seen as the closer you draw to God. It, uh, the closer you draw to God is the closer to reach a resolution to one's concerns. However, the average person has to see immediate results in order to justify their openness at church. Mm. You're right. The average person does have to see um, they want immediate results. Yeah. And for me, um, I have I have labeled my healing processes, healing process um, in certain situations because each situation seemed to be different with my yeah. healing process. It's not, it wasn't like the grieving stages. Mm -hmm. um, so, because sometimes even in the grieving stages, I have situations now where I, you know, even now that I, you know, with my work mom and with um, Sophie, Javen's mom, yeah. I just have moments where I just cry, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know those stages. I right. know what those stages are. I'm aware. Uh -huh. um, but for my healing process, it seems to be different for, for both or for all three situations that I've had to heal from. Right. Um, more so that part of the triggering part. It did. Yeah. So yeah. it's some different. It's some, I definitely think that that's people do want immediate re results mm -hmm. and, um, I'm actually just going to do some homework on that. That's what I'm actually going to yeah. do. There's, uh, I wish there was like, you know, a cheat sheet for it, but it's not. There are no immediate results. And the other thing I think that's imperative for people to know is that there is no uh, rumoric or like right way to heal. Um, Pastor John, I need you. Because this comment says, your research on healing at church may come sooner than you think. An upcoming preaching engagement, Dewana. The Holy Spirit placed it on your mind as a relevant topic of concern to an awaiting congregation. Well, mm -mm. it's always one. What should we wear, Pastor John, to her speaking hey, engagement? Hey. I'm thinking mm. yellow. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for you know it. I love yellow, but me no, too. I'm not. <laughs> All right. So, come on. Charlie, y'all are so, y'all are, all right, mm -hmm. so the next thing we're going to talk about is what? What do you do mm -hmm. when you're in situations and challenging situations that um, causes you to change direction? What do you do? Abort mission. I, we have never aborted mission, no. ever. We have never <laughs> aborted mission. No. And that's an amazing thing because sometimes, especially here with, with um, doing talk shows, um, or podcasting, sometimes you have you have impromptu moments or yeah. you have moments where the direction just, and because we do, we we interview guests, mm -hmm. um, not just celebrity guests, but we interview guests. Yeah. And sometimes things happen. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of um, revise our segments yeah. or revise our show in, in immediate instance. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get the message until maybe five minutes or maybe even after yeah. that. So maybe even um, we got the message two minutes before seven o'clock, before showtime. So 
this this happens and this is not um we don't it's not a oh my gosh you know it's just one of those oh my things. gosh they didn't show up oh my god it's none of that it's mm -hmm. like a because life happens and we understand that yeah. more than you know um but i would have to say what what is what is something that you would speak on about realigning the situation when it's moments like this i'm just a firm believer in going with the flow okay you know what I mean? like that's how i live my life if something is like getting ready to go down a different i could have it all planned out but that's the funny thing about life it's not going to always be what you planned and i think you have to be able to go with the bending curve of things so i want you to speak on as as a as a mental health specialist mm -hmm. i want you to speak on um people that don't know how to go with the flow people that panic in chaotic situations because some people would think that this is a chaotic situation right because yeah. we are you gotta think quick what are we gonna do well yeah. our show was based on 30 minutes of interviewing him yeah. so now what do we do okay so speak on that i think it just comes from like you said it comes from a place of panic and i think people who are very um regimented and have to have things such and such mm -hmm. um that is nerve-wracking for someone that has a precise plan in place but i think you will absolutely drive yourself batty if you are not just able to go with the flow of things nothing in life is ever going to go the way you planned and if you think it is mm -hmm. you have not you just you haven't had enough experiences but it is triggering for people that like have that perfectionist but i i don't i've been, I've been delivered you you have been i'm, I'm but being delivered you have and I, I think it's just a matter of like you know it's okay yeah you got to take a deep breath mm -hmm. it's okay there's other ways that we can do this so i never but if you yeah. it, listen one of the things that i never done is mm -hmm. panicked yeah never panic i've never, never panicked right uh -uh. but it's still it's always like I didn't like it. Or I'll text you guys yeah. later and be like, I just, it was a mess. You can tell when you're reprocessing it because you always do it. And I watch you do a, because you're reformulating it. Again. You're figuring out, okay, that was plan A. Mm -hmm. My rule of thumb is A, B, C, D, all the way to Z. Mm -hmm. People who want their plan when they want it only mm -hmm. got an A. There is no B, C, and you're D. Right. And yeah. so, um, and I guess that's a question. So are you prepared? Are you a person that's all, that's prepared or are you a person that goes with the flow? Sometimes you said you go with the flow. Sometimes I'm prepared, sometimes I'm just like that's cool. Mm -hmm. I don't I really just I think depending on where you are in life. Mm -hmm. You just get to a point where you're not going to let anything ruffle your feathers. Yeah. I and I'm at that point. I'm like that didn't work. Cool. Let's try something else. What's up? I just, I'm not going to let anything or anyone ruffle me anymore. So I think, I think this, I, and this is just me being honest. This is not me um, boasting about it. I think God has, has, um, what he has done with me. I, I truly appreciate what he has done with me because I think he has taken, taken my creative flow mm -hmm. to an all time, to a, to another level. Absolutely. And I'm not going to say all time because he's still working but to another level to where he allows me to have plan A, B, C, D already mm -hmm. in the making um, where it's a flow 
of of plan B. It's mm-hmm. a flow of plan C. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a <clears throat> it's never since we've had the show. I don't I don't think I've ever can remember a time that it's been. I'm I'm always prepared, right? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes my preparation is not what's supposed to be that day. No. Okay. So I can be prepared. I've, I've, I could have given them their, the, the questions that we're going to talk about. I could have sent them over my talking points and said, hey, send me over your talking points and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I could have done all of that and then had the show aligned, the run of show aligned, however it was going to go. And then boom, it was different. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is how we're going to do it. Or we'll just flow. So I, 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 I love that God has done that with me. And mm-hmm. I love, um, I have to say, let me shout out my co-host because, oh, God has been doing some things with O. O has always been a creative person. Um, as you know, guys, O is a makeup artist. So her creativity is in her blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see O move um in a this wave that she's moving on right for my sister's circle she came up with um god used her to come with the idea of our sister shorts mm-hmm. um and it was a phenomenal idea so just i just love to see you flowing in this creative way um uh, for my sister's circle because you guys my sister circle creating content for any talk show, any podcast is actually um, 100%. One of the hardest things yeah. I've ever done. I know we probably make it look easy. Um, I know we probably make um, light of things, you know, when things happen or when we have technical difficulties or anything. But it's 100% one of the hardest things I've ever done. And to be consistent with it, um, of creating content and um, all of those things. You know, recently I actually reached out for help. Like, hey, send me over some topic ideas because, and then I, I thank God for people that send me over topic ideas. And then I have one particular person that sent over some topic ideas and she said, let God, Whatever God choose off these lists, I hope, you know, I hope yeah. it's some things. And that for me says, you know exactly who I am. You know that he's the source first. Mm-hmm. Always. No matter what, you know who I am. You know that I have to go to him first. No matter if you give me 10 topics to 100 topics, yeah. you know that I have to go with him first and say, God, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she even said that in the message was like, God, I just love my circle. Yeah. I just absolutely love my circle. That's why I didn't do a National Best Friends Day because my list uh, is just, it's a <laughs> sisterhood list and I just, I have a circle. It may be small, but it's huge to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Small but impactful. What? Small Effective, impactful. Yeah. impactful, everything. No, we're talking about, I'm just talking about my sistership. Yeah. Um, the people that I have in my corner. It is a small circle, but it's so big to me. You know, I don't call everybody friend. Mm-mm. And when I say sis, it's because of what God has given in the inside of me. Yeah. It's not necessarily that you, everybody that I call sis have not earned sister. Absolutely. I'm. I, I, I will say this time, you have to earn. No. 
being my sister. And I should have to earn being your sister. Absolutely. That's just that. Um, so don't be quick to call everybody sister. Um, and when you call people sis, know that there, there, there is some work to be done in and that wait. relationship. And it's absolutely patience, um, growth. Learn what your expectations is in sistership and a mm -hmm. sisterhood. I don't know how we switch to this, but I think that right now, today, we have to teach our younger generation that everybody is not your best friend. Everybody is not your sister. Everybody is not just because you call them sister, just because that's the new trend Yeah. within the last five years, sis is the new thing. You yes. know, everybody is sis, everybody is bro. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that they've earned the right to your circle mm -hmm. as a sister or as a brother. That's That has to be earned. Make people earn that. Make people work for that title. Mm -hmm. So, anything else? All right. All right, guys. So next week, we have another amazing show. Guys, I want you to remember that there's no competition in sisterhood and always, always be willing to fix your sister's crown. Have a good night. Bye. This program has been brought to you by the Markhart Law Firm, former prosecutor and experienced aggressive criminal defense attorney, specializing in violent crimes, drug crimes, weapon crimes, murder, fraud, white collar crimes, DUI, and much more. Fighting vigorously to win every case at trial. Call 248-545-5290. Call the offices of Mark